What's up, guys? Bruce Kittle here at uh, I'm in Chicago at the Powell Gym for the uh, Chicago MVP huddle. Starting here in a while, so just gonna get a couple interviews. We hope get a great workout and participate in the huddle. So we're excited to be here and looking forward to our time in Chicago. Inside the uh, Powell Gym, uh, getting ready to go for the MVP. Just give you a little look around. So uh, nice long gym, pretty cool. And we got the MVP crowd gathering over there. So uh, we're going to start, I guess, the workout here shortly. So we're going to go with that, and then we'll try to get a couple of folks. Uh, I've seen Oscar, met Ricardo, and a few other folks. So we'll do a little bit more of that. Anyway, talk soon. Okay, in the uh, classic Jay Glazer flavor, the workout includes uh, boxing and MMA specialties. So we're doing some defense work and uh, dodging and moving. So we'll give a little bit of that. The crew just told who I am and what I'm doing here, so that's good. They were looking at me pretty weird. But here we go. So I'm going to put some gloves on and get after it a little bit. Ready? Yeah? Here we go. ready? Bruce Kittle here behind the camera with the Hidden Pearls podcast. I am in Chicago, downtown Chicago, at the POW Gymnasium, where we just had an excruciating workout. <laughs> All right. And uh, we just concluded the huddle here. So I'm not, I didn't even get your last name, so I know Jeanette, right? Jeanette, yeah. Jeanette. And our fluffy friend is? Gaza. Okay, Gaza. We call all the dogs in our world fluffs. <laughs> so we have, anyway, so Gaza is uh, her service dog and that kind of stuff. So anyway, I met Jeanette here tonight for the first time, and we're just getting a couple extra stories for the Chicago MVP. So Jeanette, just tell us a little bit, give us your introduction, maybe the MVP version a little bit, and just a little bit about your service history. Yeah, Jeanette Tarquino. I uh, chief gunner's mate, Navy. I served from 02 to 2017, um, medically retired. Um, so I found MVP um, recently. I was uh, living a few hours south of here, of Chicago, and um, moved home for mental health reasons. And um, help and to get some medical help and stuff like that and um, I was out at a local event um, in my town and one of the bouncers at the local bar goes to MVP and he heard saw my service dog overheard um, asked somebody asking me if I was a veteran and so he came over and talked to me he said hey I have this great group uh, you should check it out He's like, I'll even drive you. You can come experience it. So he brought me up one day, and um, I've come every week since. <laughs> well, okay. Well, good. And it, it feels like that's kind of how it goes. I mean, for various reasons, sometimes people fall away a little bit. But when we are able to show up, there's a lot of power in what goes on within this context. So 
I know you mentioned a little bit, and, and again, we're not live or anything like that, so we'll edit and cut things and snip it, but sure. um, would you be willing, and only what you're comfortable, okay, so not asking for, but um, some of the difficulties or struggles that you faced transitioning out of the military after that career, and I know you mentioned mental health, and I know um, I just, you know, the MVP motto and some of the things that we're doing. So we, we taught, a, we've done eight-week courses on mindfulness and meditation, right. just using breath work and that, working with veterans, um, just to give them some tools um, when they do have anxiety or whatever those kind of things are. So if you're okay, maybe just share a little bit about some of the things that you faced coming back. And if you're okay, just talk a little bit about the mental health things, just yes. so, because sure. a lot of what we're trying to do is that it's okay to acknowledge that you're not quite okay. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that and we want to take the stigma away from it and we want to just help people understand particularly what veterans are facing and sure. some of the difficulties and the need to pay attention to it in a way um, so that on the worst end people aren't yeah. we're not losing more people here in the states because of those things so anyway enough of that so whatever you're willing in that bundle of things yeah. if there's something there that sure. you would mind sharing please sure so um my last day of active duty was my first day of college. I got out and went straight to college. Um, it, I'm 100% disabled. I have a brain injury. Um, and so I didn't have anything else to do. And I thought, well, I need to go. I need something to do. So I went back to school. And uh, I dealt with a lot of isolation. I lived in a, in a rural area. And... I really didn't have any friends. And then COVID hit and it made it worse, more isolation. And brain injuries, PTSD, all those fun things, um, they don't do well with isolation. And um, I don't think a lot of military members do well with isolation because we're so used to having a family, a group, a routine, all those things. And um, that was all of a sudden gone for me. And so I had school and that was a bit of a routine, but it wasn't much, it wasn't much. No, so no, when, no team members there, no. everybody's on their own trying to get their best grades. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it yeah. was rough. Um, it was, it was rough. And so I was also, I'm in my thirties. So as a 30 year old going back around 18, 20 year olds, I didn't have a social group. I didn't have anybody who even understood what, you know, the only thing I, I, there was a military group at my school, which was also very beneficial. But then again, COVID hit, all of that was stripped away. So after I graduated, I was down there and not leaving my house. And um, over time, I didn't realize how bad isolated I was getting. And I didn't realize how much it was really, truly affecting me. And I decided for money reasons, because things were getting so expensive. My dad um, is in his 70s. He um, spends half of his time in Florida over this winter. So his house is empty. He's on a fixed income. I'm on a fixed income. It made sense. They, my parents both drive down to, I was living about two hours away and they were driving down regularly to help, help me. So it made sense to move home. And when I moved home, there was this reality of now my isolation and my mental health is at the forefront of my parents' vision and it never was before. 
I haven't lived with my parents or with anybody for 20 years. I was on my own. I've been on my own since I was 18. I left right out of high school. And um, now all of a sudden I'm back home. I'm living in the basement. I'm in my 30s. (laughs) And all I can think of is what are the red flags when you're meeting people? Living in your parents' basement in your 30s is usually one of them. And so I was embarrassed about needing help and I was embarrassed that I was living back with my parents and, you know, um, all of those things. And I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any social structure. And moving back home after being gone for 20 years, those people that you used to know aren't those people anymore. And so coming home was a lot harder than I actually anticipated it would be. Um, The streets aren't the same, the grocery stores aren't the same, and that was hard, and I didn't expect that. (laughs) So I came to my first MVP event and uh, got hit like a ton of bricks. I just was surrounded by a bunch of people that I didn't know, and, I started realizing that the isolation I was experiencing was a lot worse and my mental health was a lot worse than I actually thought it was. And uh, that came to the forefront here at MVP. And so the first huddle, I didn't say anything and I just listened to these people talk and it was it was great. But they, it, what was really great was that they were interested immediately welcoming um everybody could a lot of people could tell that i was struggling but everybody was instantly hi welcome and instantly welcoming which i feel like i say this to people all the time you only experience that around a group of veterans especially a group of combat veterans um the judgment's gone um I struggle because I have no equilibrium um, and so I have physical limitations that I struggle with that I really work hard at and being in isolation and being out of the military, I lost all that physical stuff that I used to do and I was very competitive and that was all gone and um, I came here and started finding that again, started finding that physical activity that competitiveness the i all of a sudden was able to be myself and i haven't had the opportunity to do that since i got out of the military yeah and i can vouch for that because i saw you throwing punches down today we were doing some boxing (laughs) skills and she was dealing on the cross i loved it let's see jab cross jab cross hook kick It's like, and then we added the bob and the weave and all that stuff, and she's over there. You could hear those kicks coming down the it. pike. Yeah, I was feeling it, and um, and I love it. And I, I mean, the second week, I shared who I was, and I shared about a little bit about my struggle, and all of a sudden, every, it was like family. All, everybody was just like so responsive to what I had to say, and understanding, and. Um, we had a softball tournament within i was here for two weeks we had a softball tournament and um with the fact that i have struggled with my equilibrium i get very dizzy and so i'm on the field and i'm running and without even a conversation somebody would just be there to hold me up 
no questions asked, no explanations. They could continue on with their conversation and lend me a hand and I wouldn't have to explain myself. And that alone does so much for some, for anybody, not just for me, but for anybody when you don't have to explain why you need help or that you need help and somebody is already there ready to go, handing, giving you a hand and, and you don't even have to explain. I'm so spent on explaining myself to people, right. especially because I don't look like I have issues, but I have a service dog. So I'm constantly explaining myself. I'm constantly going through that. And the fact that I can come here and I don't have to do that, I can just genuinely be myself. And when I walk through the door, TQ, hey, how you doing? And it's it brings so much power to me that I feel like I've lost over the last five, six years. And um, being able to come here in a huddle around people who are open and honest and are, you know, will brutally tell you what's going on in their lives, you can feel connected. And it's something that as a military member was what held us together in combat. You know, when you're going through the toughest times in the world, your life is in the hands of these people. And no one will ever understand what it's like to be like the guy who's cutting your hair may save your life someday if I was in the Navy. So if the ship blows up or if we're getting shot at, you know, this guy that you're eating chow with is gonna save your life. I mean, that's not something you expect when you're out in the normal civilian world. And so to be around, it's, it's like being around family and family that gets you and understands and doesn't judge. Right, doesn't wear you out. And it's not, you don't need a two week vacation after you visit them. I know, so. that, that was one of our, uh, <laughs> I remember not to be named. Uh, was just talking about they, his family lives uh, close enough where he could go visit right. once a week and kind of said, well, I, yeah, I don't want to come once a week because it takes me two weeks after I see you to decompress, decompress all the bullshit that yeah. I have to deal with. Right. So, well, let's just, so a couple of things. So yep. one, just the open arms and welcoming. The yep. second is without judgment. And three, you know, you're in kind of a peer support group kind of context yep. in which even though the stories are different, they're kind of the same. That's right. And I there's, can, yeah. there's the same enough where you don't have to explain yourself. Right. You can be yourself. And if we all kind of beat to our own little drum, and it's not, doesn't all look right. the same because it's not. And the other thing, at least my experience with MVP, is at least in the LA West with Susie, she's always talking about, you know, we, we have to know our own shit and then own it and then share it. Yeah. And, and the fact that I can just come in and say what I need to say and get it off my chest and, you know, I can also hear other people experiencing the same things. And, um, you know, I can feel what they're, I can process what they're going through. They can process what I'm going through. And um, I don't always need an answer. And sometimes some people provide them, right. but that's not something my parents can give me. Oh. And uh, right now they're my only social group and I don't have military friends. So for me to tell somebody, about something that happened or something I'm experiencing, um, they don't, they don't get it. 
You know, they don't understand why I have a service dog. They don't understand why things are the way that they are. They don't understand why I struggle in groups or why I'm experiencing things that way. And these guys do. Right. So um, I don't do much, but I make it a point to be here every week right. because it's the one thing that every week it brings me some sort of win. And I need it. I need a win once a week. It's good to have. And it gives it to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's wrap up with um, if there's a vet out there listening or maybe former professional athlete even, um, you know, who hasn't heard of MVP or maybe has but is nervous about coming. You've said a lot that would, to me, convince somebody to give it a try. But is there anything else that you'd want to add about why they should find a local chapter and or Zoom and get hooked up with MVP? Uh, Just do it because you need to. You know, I would have to say there's a lot of things that we look for when we get out. We look for camaraderie and support and a number of other different things um, that my poor brain injury mind won't let me think about right now. But you can find a lot of those things here. And if you don't like it, you just don't come back. But chances are you're going to come back. Yeah. And nobody pushes, nobody shoves anything on you. If you come, that's one thing like, if I came and I, and a lot of people do this, they don't want to work out. They just come, they chit chat, they hang out for the huddle. Right. Most people are here for the huddle. Right. They're not here for the workout because the huddle is the most important thing to them. And I see guys in every week, there's somebody that either comes just for the huddle, doesn't come to work out and walks away. You can see just so much better. They, they let it out, they do what they gotta do, and they have a better experience. Yeah. And, um, and like you said, um, sometimes it's just being listened to. Yeah. Sometimes it's just sitting in the group. And then sometimes, and then there's connections that are made. Oh, I know so-and-so over at so-and-so. Yeah. They might be able to help. 100%. And then I think a lot of times too, if um, anybody in the group doesn't have an answer, they all know people who probably do have the answer. And I have gotten overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, connections of, hey, you need this person, you need that, hey, this group and that group. I, I couldn't, I got so overwhelming amounts of within <laughs> two weeks of me being here of all the connections that I needed to make. Um, so if MVP isn't your group, you're going to get a connection out of it. Yeah. And uh, and then connecting with the, the, um, the pros in that, I also think has been actually really interesting and really cool for me. Um, I think that that's actually a connection I never thought of making. And when I started thinking about it and started explaining it to people, I was like, this is actually a really good connection and it makes a lot of sense. And um, it's also great to have opportunities to go and hang out with those guys or go to events and be seen because I feel like as military members, we're not seen very much. And no, you come home and you lose your authority, you lose your yeah. expertise, yep. and you lose the uniform. And I mean, I was I was a high, higher ranking enlisted person, and then I that was my that was that was who I was. That was who I still am, and I feel like a lot of that was ripped away from me to go home and not have anybody to take charge of, not have and. Um, you don't know how to 
I don't know what to do with it after that. And uh, so it, it's a really good connection. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for your service. Thank you. And I thank you for your courage for sharing your story today. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your support. We were, I, uh, what you guys are doing is great. So we're just trying to share a little bit of, a little bit out there. So we'll do that. So, all right, this is, let's see, take three and we are cut. All right. <laughs> Thank you.